0: Welcome back to Part 2 of Episode 3, where we are joined once again by Tahira, Shagun, and Ishida. I'm Banvi. And I'm Teja.
1: We will be your hosts for today.
2: First of all, how have you all been?
3: Um, amazingly good. Um, this week was busy, but good. Um, I'm looking forward to the second part of this episode. Thank you for inviting us back.
4: Yes, thank you so much. um It's always a pleasure to be back here and I'm so excited for seeing how today's conversation turns out. I had such an amazing time here
5: last time with uh discussing with all you amazing women. Um I'm good. I just finished my second quad semester uh of school, so uh I'm excited for today.
1: We are really grateful to have you all back. And so let's just get started and dive right into today's conversation about feminism and female empowerment. Last you all were here, we heard wonderful stories about your experiences as women and how you have empowered others in your communities.
0: What we're all curious to know is what role does art and speech play in your life? What do you think the significance of holding a voice in today's society is, and what does that mean to you?
3: Thank you for that lovely question. Um, I am an artist, so I it goes without saying that I eat, breathe, and live art. And as a leader of a group of seventeen artists, um, speech is equally important in ensuring that you know our. Collective ideas are not lost in translation. Um, It can be really difficult to meet eye to eye uh, on a particular vision, especially when it's artistic, because art can be so abstract and art can be so, it it can have so many interpretations. So, um, you know, art paired up with uh, speech is very important, but then also um, using art, speech, and then uh, fueling social causes is another uh, ball game, right? So you have to make sure that you're using the right avenues and Um, you're using the right intent. So I believe it's very important to use this platform, use your art, your talents in the right way to reach out to the audiences because it is effective, it is engaging over the history of human history. You've seen that art has been a change change maker. So the onus falls on artists of today to, you know,
2: continue that legacy. You definitely do raise such a good point there um, in terms of like art
4: being used as a change maker because across so many fields, whether it's in art therapy or just for creative pleasures um, in the entertainment industry, art has such a diverse role in itself. Um, in terms of what uh, art means to me, I feel like it's so deeply ingrained in my very way of being. Um, When I was younger, I actually trained rigorously for over 10 years and in an Indian classical dance form called Bharatanatyam. So uh, I'm sure you know, like this form can be very, very technical and involves like a whole lot of storytelling. In fact, um, even in the Natya Shastra, which is this text about dance, it says that there will be no wisdom, no learning, no art, nor craft, no device, nor action that is not found within Natya. Not yet, meaning dance. <laughs> so to me, dance is something which is very spiritual, personal, and all-encompassing, and just overall, dance to me is mostly just um, art in motion. And what also kind of addressing the second part of your question in terms of speech, um, a spoken word is something that I enjoy so very much. Um, I, it, I, I'm slowly owning up to the fact that I, I also am an artist. Uh, I feel like sometimes there's a lot of responsibility um, tied up with just being called an artist. But slowly owning up to that, personally, um, spoken word, my favorite. I love like going to open night mics. Uh, unfortunately, haven't been able to do as much during the pandemic. And I'm definitely hoping to uh, check out more events like that in the future, um, online or even post-pandemic. So I do write poetry a little bit on the side, personally, haven't shared much with the world, but slowly do imagine myself uh, sharing more of my
2: work as uh, I progress and refine my craft there. I absolutely agree with everything that's been said thus far, especially that
5: um, pressure that shuggin was um, mentioning about, like what it means to be an artist and the responsibility there, because you know every time my friends introduce me to someone new as, oh, you know, Tahira, this is uh, she's she's a poet. I, I'm always very hesitant to be like, oh no 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 no, you know, like I write poetry, but that doesn't mean I'm a poet, you know, because it seems like a lot of responsibility. But in terms of speech, most of my art forms revolve around speaking, so I enjoy acting and slam poetry and spoken word. And it's amazing the versatility of art and speech, considering it's a personal outlet and and it's a way for me to combine my passion for justice, but also my creativity. And it's amazingly cathartic, but it's also this amazing a tool for social change. And I know people say, um, when people talk about speech, they say, um, you know, actions speak louder than words. But after decades of, you know, certain groups of people and their voices being silenced, I think the deliberate act of raising our voices and fighting for change through speaking is in itself an act that speaks volumes. And we can't expect people to read our minds. You know, speech is communication. Communication fosters discussion, which fosters understanding, which fosters change. And if we have this beautiful
2: and powerful tool of speech, I think it's our job to use it right. So it seems like art and speech
1: play a very important role in all of our lives um how has the theme of feminism and female empowerment inspired your artwork or some
2: of the pieces that you've written
3: um yeah so our you know everything i have done so far has um had a theme of feminism somewhere because our team as i mentioned in the last episode uh, portion of the episode, um, you know, it was based around female, uh, feminism and it was based around that femininity and bringing that out and making that the central as uh, quote unquote hero of the, of the act. And, um, so y- we've done a lot of work in, uh, uh, terms of women empowerment and, uh, dancing and performing for uh, women empowerment themed initiatives. Um, one of the key performances I can remember um, which Madhubhan was part of was one of a one dance video we released called the Anthem. And we were inspired by a track by Neera Chug, who is an artist from UK and the song was titled Kanya and Kanya literally translates into, you know, a woman in Hindi or a girl. And, you know, ever since I heard that track, we knew it was what resonated with us. And I encourage everyone to go listen to it. It's very, very, very beautiful and empowering. And, you know, we crafted a video to showcase different women um, in my team, and their individual dance styles and beauty. And it was set against the Cal, the modern Calgary backdrop. And that video ended up getting featured on CBC Calgary. And the the comments that I was hearing, um, after that video, um, you know, went, uh, viral and went everywhere. It was, you know, that it was, it's really nice to see real women embracing their bodies in in this art form and celebrating individuality, celebrating that, um, uniqueness that everyone brings to the table. So I would say that that was one of our most iconic moments and bringing out, uh, like like feminism subtly but
2: in a beautiful way
4: wow that's so amazing to hear i'm I'm definitely going to check it out after this podcast um like i I agree with you It's, it's so so very important to be celebrating women and gender diverse folks within our community um in terms of how feminism and empowerment have Like impacted or inspired the work that I've done. For me, those two things have always been like the very base of where I start. Um, Like a lot of the work that I've done has just been built off um, trying to further empower people around me and uplift, uplift, up. Oh my gosh, uplift those uh, folks around me as well. Um, So, like for example, Margins Magazine is the in-house publication for the UTSC Women's and Trans Center where I actually worked for for like three to four years in different capacities as first a volunteer, then a board of director, then elected, um, sorry, hired in as uh, an, the executive director there. So it's like in terms of like art and it has always been used in campaigns, in terms of marketing, um, it just in terms of the projects that have been done.
2: So yeah, it's, I mean, it's all very much interlinked on my end. I think kind of to contradict um, on the like on the opposite side here. Um, I don't think I've ever written a poem
5: solely about feminism or women's empowerment, um, and I think it, it's because it's such an overwhelming topic to cover. It's so incredibly nuanced. It covers so many different issues, and so it definitely comes up in more in metaphors and themes in my poetry that isn't so explicit about the issue and I think that's the beautiful thing about art is that you can really explore those themes in creative ways and resonate with people without having to spit facts for example about like gender inequality at at them so for example um the piece I uh, wrote this month for Articulate um it was titled um and the moon says no and um I'm not sure if you uh you guys have um experience this phenomenon when you try and take a photo of the moon on a really beautiful night and it looks stunning and you try and take a picture of it on your phone and it just doesn't come out in the photo the way it looks in real life. And I think I really found a strong metaphor there in terms of, um, you know, hinting to the fact that I, I, perf- I personified moon the moon in uh, the poem as a woman who, you know, refuses to let her magnificence be reduced into something that can be kept and, you know, taken home and put in a photo frame, you know, like, and so, um, and that, and that right to refuse. And then um, I wrote another poem about um, recently as well, um, about, for example, Persephone and Eve, um, you know, like as women of this forbidden fruit and they have this discussion about how You know, it's so everyone sees them as like victim to a man's deception because it's is it really that hard for people to believe that women can have their own desires and, you know, make their own decisions, you know, no matter what the consequences are and do it because they want to. And so then again, for me, I think in my poetry, it comes up
2: in more subtle undertones, but um, just as important.
0: I definitely agree. Feminism and female empowerment is such a nuanced topic, but I think it's also important to uncover or peel the layers little by little so we can learn more about ourselves, more about the society, and, you know, get rid of some of those generationalized patriarchal roots. Um, So my next question might have been answered before in some capacity, but... um, How have you used your platform to create change within your communities? And what might change look like in relation to social justice issues? Just because, you know, there are many social justice issues and progress is very slow and you don't really see it right away. Um, So what might change look like in the future and how does like one see change in relation to social justice issues? And any advice you may have for people tuned into our podcast today?
2: Yeah so um Madupan performing
3: arts was my you know um way of fueling that change and bringing awareness uh to social causes through art through dancing music drama and it is our foundational concept and it, it is what makes us unique from any other performing arts organizations here in Calgary and we have supported about 75 uh, unique organizations uh, working through working towards an array of different social causes with different organizations, and all our artists are actually volunteers, including myself. And we put in our time and effort, not only in just honing our skills as artists, but also to learn, like you know, learning to understand and empathize mm-hmm. with different causes. Uh, we're like constantly associating with. So, although we're not directly, you know. Um- we're not direct ambassadors of these causes we're supporting them indirectly by by offering these performances by offering um that our support through art um for their events to make them successful to uh, for their fundraisers to make them successful and also doing our own in house events and fundraisers to support these causes and what Like the general understanding is that you have to be able to empathize with like these different causes and we all have to agree as a group to, you know, do we support this? Do we understand it? Um, Even if it's not at a deeper level, there needs to be that sense of understanding And for people who are listening to this podcast and to these lovely young women, I would just encourage you to open up your journal pick up a phone to talk to a friend and really think about what motivates you to bring about change. What change do you want to see in society? You know, what are some of your existing skills that can be leveraged? So when I was doing this exercise for myself, I knew I could dance and that's something I could use towards bringing social change and if there is something that is existing within you that you can leverage then why not and is you can also look out in the community and see if there's any other organizations and join hands if and if there are not any other organizations create your own path like i did and i think i ensure you that it will be super fruitful and now is the right time to get started. And An advice that I would give all the young people listening to this podcast is listen to your gut feeling. If you feel like something is, you know, around you, doesn't sit right with you, it's enough to uh, motivate you to bring change. Join hands with an organization and social media is great for awareness, but it has to come with the right intention. And if you find the right platform to, you know, add to or bring value to, it's going to unconditionally give back to the society and you might feel like giving up at times but i, I assure you each it's just at each of, end of each phase you will find some sort of reward and you'll remember why you were doing it in the first place and this is what i have felt through my journey of five years and um i'm happy to share my journey with anyone who wants to get started
4: solid advice Shita. um just going off that like latter part of the question first, I, I, I agree. I think it's such an important thing to find a good community of folks to surround yourself by um, because that really helps to kind of foster more ideas and foster, like inspire change to move forward. Right. The more you organize with people that are like-minded, the, the better and more impactful the work can be that you are trying to kind of advance. Um, and I think it's, it's important to not hold back or hesitate, especially when you're entering new spaces like obviously it's super super important to listen to those that might have more knowledge than you within the area, so listen and learn, but don't be afraid to start check out some local organizations check out articulate as well. Um, like. There are so many different ways in which you can get involved uh, with across different groups and actually create change. And I think this this idea of change, a lot of people think that it has to be this huge, big thing to work towards. Right. For me, even like the smallest step forward is still progress. Right. Um, like through through my own personal work with the uh, margins magazine or even um with my other organizations, when I used to, when I was involved with student groups on campus, uh, such as UNICEF and Red Cross, or even with councils and committees, like for me, having a voice at the table was so so important, um, just to get the point across, right? Things sometimes might not happen um, overnight. It takes time, but just ha- kind of continually going at it for what you believe in, um. And backing it up with the relevant,
2: like, information and research is so, so important. Well-intentioned when they're going into spaces to
4: advocate for, like, various social justice issues, but sometimes they don't come prepared with the the necessary information or research, which may already be out there. Um, because, like, for example, if you're you're questioning or, like, calling out people within the system and being like you're wrong uh for doing things a certain way you need to be able to back it up with enough evidence or proof to kind of like to kind of talk reason into them um but yeah like through also like it's for me like I right now I work through margins magazine um and for me like I through that it's always been a hope to kind of provide this platform to start discussions and really just give a place for conversations to be more obviously appropriate but like also free-flowing uh, so people can share their diverse perspectives uh, across thought pieces, poetry, artwork and honestly any kind of piece. Um, so like I, I'm really of the like I really believe in the fact that like one thought can change the world so
2: even just starting there, taking that first step is is just the, the way to go. Those are some incredibly strong points, Jagan. thank you so much. Um, and I definitely
5: want to start off with agreeing with that point of you need to know why you believe what you believe. It seems so easy nowadays to just, you know, hop on the uh, l- the liberal bandwagon and be like, yeah, you know, and attend these protests. And and, and, it's, and it's amazing. But you need to know why exactly you believe what you believe. And don't be afraid to change your opinion based on new facts. We're all learning every day. And that is the beauty of these things is that we we can't be close minded if as a society we want to flourish and move forward. Every society in history that has been destroyed has become has been because they have refused to change. And I think we we can't be afraid of that change. And also connecting to another point um, you made, Shagan, that it can feel like your voice is, is just, it's just like a little drop in the bucket at times, but you cannot fight every single battle. Concentrate your efforts. Do your best and know that it is not solely your job to fix decades of biased and unjust systems, but you are helping to contribute to a larger voice calling for change. And sometimes the most effective change you can make is in your life. Reflect on your own actions, biases, and opinions. And honestly, it can be really difficult, but talk foster I don't want to say call out, but foster discussions with people closest to you. This can sometimes be the hardest, but society is made up of people and the system, but people fuel the system. And if we have enough people, that is when the systems change. And um, do your research for the other side. You can't Uh, not only know your facts, but their facts. You can't shout facts at people and expect them to understand. You know, sometimes understanding why something is wrong, why their facts are wrong, is easier than proving why something is right. So helping someone to understand why their data is flawed might help them to be a little bit more open to hearing the other side. Um, And in terms of how I'm using my platform, um, I think I, the way I use my platform is a little different uh, than uh, the ladies here, you know, who have gone out and started their own, um, you know, uh, magazines and, you know, initiatives. Um, I think the way I contribute is by contributing my efforts and my arts to other established organizations. So that, um, again, it's just, um, you know, compiling our voices into a stronger call for change and I know that, um, you know, contributing to organizations that are already established might help a little bit more than starting from the ground up with myself.
1: I definitely agree. And actually, Articulate also started very small with two people, but the small rewards of like giving back to the society were what kept us going. And now social media is such a big part of Articulate and providing a virtual platform to people especially amidst this pandemic and um so how has social media impacted your perception of art and how do you think social media can be used to raise
2: awareness through different art forms
3: so as tahira just mentioned and that if you're not if you like you know in human history the societies who didn't weren't um you know as um acceptable of ch- or ex- didn't accept change as um quickly were the ones that were destroyed and i agree with that and you know i c- I'm a little uh in the middle of like being a millennial and like seeing how Gen Z trends were coming up on social media. And it was, it was super quick. Everything was, you know, the TikTok dances and reels and all these different uh concepts coming about and I, I felt like I was a little more traditional because I was so used to just going to uh, an organize, uh, like a organized performance or a stage and performing there and getting like a video which wasn't all with effects or you know with the new age things and just posting it on social media but when I when I saw you know, how art was being captured on Instagram, on Facebook on YouTube um, I was a little I was a little overwhelmed because I thought I couldn't keep up with the new trends and so it, it you know, it encouraged me to change my ways, and our team is now working towards making sure that we're keeping up with the trends, so we we don't get lost in the like tra- the, the translation. And because social media is a very powerful tool to to be heard, to be seen, um, to reach the masses nowadays. Right? You can you if you see all the movements that are happening in the modern day, um, they're being fueled by social media. They're being encouraged and supported and that awareness is happening on social media before you even read the newspapers nowadays you open up your Instagram your Facebook and that's where you find articles and not and you know there is a pressure on artists nowadays to keep up with these trends, to keep up with what's happening and um it sometimes can be overbearing in like that's the negative side effect i see is that it can be overbearing because you have to feed into this hashtag right you have to feed into some like trend that's happening right now and it is so time bound that it sometimes limits your creativity it limits um your uh freedom to uh, take your time and express some, because sometimes, it, and I believe most of the ladies here would agree with me, art takes time and it has been a slow process and it can be a slow process. And now in this age of social media, we're expected to create something very, very fast. And like, so while there are upsides to it, there are some downsides to it. Um, it can be a little exhausting, but I am very fortunate to have a team of artists who are always, you know, um, helping each other out. And so I encourage all artists to use the platform as much as they can, but also not feel pressured to um, stay up uh, on top of a trend or uh, to, you know, try to get a, a mass following because it'll happen slowly. It'll happen naturally. And if you want to follow all the work um, that Madhuban's been doing, our ha- our handle is, Um, Madhuban Performing Arts and that is M-A-D-H-U-B-A-N and we're based in Calgary and we're looking to collaborate with whoever and wherever you are from in Canada wherever you are in the globe and uh, reach out to us and we can talk about getting started and yeah so thank you so much for having me and I am I'm gonna pass this on to Shagun.
4: Oh my gosh I'm literally at the border of being a millennial and, and Gen Z so like I I feel like I think like a millennial but like a lot of the things I do are Gen Z so I'm literally caught right dead in between. Um, <laughs> To your point about like how t- today in in today's society like things are moving so so quickly I do agree art takes like time there's a process involved and I feel like there's this capitalistic notion of always having to be so productive in the art or work that you put out um, just to keep up and it's it's so important to kind of make your own space within social media that doesn't take away from like what you're exactly doing right because sometimes in putting out so much it can drain you as an artist so it's important to know where your limits are at with that um in regards to how social media has impacted my perception of art like I've discovered so many new artists online just cuz of the greater exposure uh that there is to people across all these different platforms whether it's TikTok, Instagram, Facebook groups, even Clubhouse now. Um and I really as like a consumer of art and just someone that appreciates art so so much. Like it's it's such a treat to kind of discover new artists for me. Um I like I also like it's it's that whole thing, like again, I, I it feels hard to own up to the title of being an artist that I don't put out as much of my own work, but um I appreciate a lot of the work that I do come across and I I think like with social media it's also helped uh like, because there is this integration of, like, um, shops, like on Instagram and Facebook, even Pinterest, I think now, uh, where you can just directly buy from artists, right? And that, I think, opens a lot of doors for folks. Um, so, yeah, my change in perception has honestly only been positive when it's, when it's come to social media for artists thus far. it's I think it's really important to learn how to harness the use of social media positively as an artist because it can have very rewarding results. But at the same time, it does open up this larger conversation for copyright infringement, plagiarism, and like the darker side of social media. Like social media definitely should be used very responsibly. Um, So it's kind of, it's a balancing act between the two. Uh, In terms of where you can find uh, me on social media, so Margins Magazine is at WTC Margins. Uh, on Instagram, I'm at Canwar, so shagun.canwar, my first and last name. And I'm also on Twitter at Canwar Speaks and on Clubhouse at Canwar. So a whole lot of social media links right there to kind of plug in for myself. But yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy just to see how diverse the platforms are and how they're constantly evolving. So we all have this kind of pressure to keep up. But yeah, thank you so much um for for inviting all of us back actually to the lovely folks here at articulate. Uh, I always enjoy uh listening into the podcast episodes and um
2: yeah, I'm just ha- I'm so happy to be here and take part in this this amazing conversation. Absolutely. Thank you so much guys for uh having
5: us here to have these important conversations. And when it comes to social media and art, I think the one amazing thing social media has done is, you know, bring art to the masses is to show, you know, when it comes up casually on your feed, it reminds people that art is not, you know, this little niche thing just for like, you know, painters or digital illustrators or poets, you know, it's for everyone. And I think social media in terms of social justice, when it comes to art, Social media gives us the opportunity to explore diverse perspectives in art and time to process and learn and relearn. But most of all, it gives us the opportunity to foster empathy through these different points of view um, offered through social media, art on social media, you know, and I think it's because when we do put out art it's about being non-judgmental you know um it's, it's kind of contradictory you know on, on social media everything everyone always seems to be judging someone else or something else but especially on art uh, in art it's about being non-judgmental it's about showing someone you know a bit of their like someone showing a little bit of their soul to you and you know how can you say no to that it's a way of expressing abstract concepts in a way you know connecting with other souls and it comes back to that theme of empathy and understanding and feeling understood and putting yourself in someone else's shoes, when you're looking at someone else's art and really feeling the emotions they put into that piece, it can be an eye-opening experience in order to trigger the understanding needed to motivate um, social change. So if someone is creating a piece about their struggles with sexism or racism, they're not telling you, this is a problem, you need to fix it, you're part of the problem. They're just saying, this is my experience, this is how I've been hurt. And it's really hard not to empathize with that. And there's, there's this quote by Bo Taplin that says, everyone is so desperate to be understood, they forget to be understanding. And I think art, especially on social media, gives us an opportunity to both um, be understood, but also understand these topics on an emotional level um, that we can't understand otherwise. When both the person consuming the art and creating the art are in such vulnerable states of mind, you can really get past that defensive attitude and foster change and to come back to that that idea of social media, it allows you to explore these perspectives. But it's important to remember that while it can social media can diversify our view, it can also narrow our view. Because for example, the um, algorithm, it you know, it gives you more of what you view and it can really narrow your perspective. And we have to be
2: sure we are intentionally, you know, we are intentional with what we explore. Thank you all for
0: sharing your all your experiences with our listeners. We learned a lot today just from hearing you all speak. I hope our listeners are also inspired to go out and put themselves out there, share their art, and contribute to change, no matter how small they think it might be. Um, I guess all of you already shared your social media handles, so that was wonderful. Um, Tahira, did you want to share yours as well? Um, if comfortable, and if any of you have any final remarks before we end today's discussion.
2: Um, on my personal social media you can find me tagged on the Articulate post, but um if in terms of like my art, check out Articulate, that's
0: where you can find me. <laughs> Yay, our personal promoter.
4: <laughs> so I think like the the quote that I do want to leave uh the audience here today is one by Rumi where it's raise your words not your voice it is rain that throws flowers not thunder um I just think that's such a lovely way of looking at things that sometimes like without how you can do so much just by like talking about it right you don't have to be screaming and shouting always um about topics it's it's important in advocacy work to raise quality of the work
2: you're doing and just being present there so yeah thank you for having us and yes
1: thank you all for your input and being a part of this podcast we have thoroughly enjoyed every little bit
0: once again, if you would like to learn more about Articulate, follow us on Instagram at articulate.initiative. And make sure to check out our website at articulateinitiative.org. That's dot eorg And stay tuned for more episodes. Until then, have a wonderful rest of your day.